Teaching a student one-on-one -on -one can be difficult. In groups, they can work with one another, there's less expectation, and you have more time to move between them. With only one student, it can be an exhausting experience if you are not well prepared. In today's video, I will share 10 things to consider when teaching or tutoring one-on-one. One-to-one -on -one. One -one teaching can happen in person or more and more widely online. So I want to share Preply for any teacher that wants to make money teaching a language online. Preply allows you to set your own price, create your own schedule and make money from anywhere in the world. To help you succeed, Preply offers resources to all its tutors which include a steady stream of new students, a smart calendar to easily keep track of your schedule, curriculum and lesson plans, use your own or Preply's, convenient payment methods to receive your money, Preply Tutor Academy which gives you access to more than 40 courses to help you prepare for your lessons and become a better tutor. So how do you start? Click on the link down below and complete your registration. Add your details, record an engaging intro video. Once you've been accepted, set your own price and teach from anywhere in the world. Get connected with students or add your own. Conduct lessons and start making money online. Back to teaching one-on-one. -on -one. The first lesson. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. Be professional. Look the part and be prepared. Start building rapport by getting to know your student from the first moment you meet. Start with your name and a brief introduction of who you are and your experience. Next, ask questions to your student to determine their level. Start simply by asking basic information such as their age, birthday, family, past experiences, likes, dislikes, hobbies, and future goals. Pay attention to what they already know. When you determine their level and knowledge, you can focus on what they need to improve. No need to go over what they've already learned. That way, you can help them improve faster and focus on learning new things. Ask where they're having trouble. Students are often aware of their weaknesses. They know what types of questions they consistently miss on quizzes, what topics they struggle with, and what areas they wish to improve. Then, find out what their goals are. By having a specific idea of what they want to improve, you can create a personalized plan. What are their learning goals? Why are they learning English? You can prompt the student further by asking about specific goals such as study, work, travel, personal interests, and so on. Which level would they like to achieve in the next six months? What about after a year? Structure your classes. Establishing a routine for your student to follow in individualized instruction helps you keep organized and your student to know what to expect. Try opening each lesson with a conversation about each other's day. What has happened to them since the last time you met? If you meet them every day, let them go through their schedule. What did they do? Watch. What are their thoughts on some things? You can share a song or video clip you study, a book, rotate through some games, gossip, interesting news, international or local events. If they are young, it's a great way to learn when you go through their likes, dislikes and use flashcards to help you. You can also review what you did the previous class. Repetition equals retention. Most students have a phone. If they aren't already, encourage them to take photos during their week and then share some with you. 
It could be of an activity, something they ate, or their pets. Why is this good? Not only do they get to share things from their lives, which increases rapport with you, but they also use English to relate their lives, which means that it is practical and useful. You can have your student write a paragraph or two depending on their English ability about their day or a specific topic. This is a great exercise for writing practice and your student can receive immediate feedback while also having a record to show progress over time. Set goals and establish specific measurable objectives. This will allow you to set a diagnostic to the progress of your student and program. State objectives before you start the one-on-one -on -one activity. Let your student know what to expect from your tutoring session. Always keep in mind that you want to have direction when working with your student. Before you begin any activity, state the objective and what it would mean for them to grasp the concept. Having a structure to your lessons will make it much easier. Have these check marks of what you want to accomplish in each lesson. The chat comes in between. Don't base your lesson off of chatting. Have achievable goals you wish to realize for every class. If you have them for a set number of classes, plan it out. It would help to have a book to work from. That way you don't have to plan everything yourself. Here is an example of a structure you can use in class. Introduction, practice, vocabulary, grammar, presentation, give homework, fun game or chat to wind down. Be consistent. Make a point to be patient, encouraging and flexible during each class. A student's life may be filled with many inconsistencies. You want to be a constant and positive role model in their life. This will help you gain their respect and trust. Show up on time and be ready to work. Increase student talking time. Now that your lesson has structure, you want to start class by reviewing previous work, checking homework, or doing a fun ice-breaking activity. The reason why we do this is to warm the student up for talking. Just like you would stretch your muscles before exercise, most students need to be eased into a talkative mood. You could also start by asking questions about their week, asking the student leading questions about vocabulary or grammar will help the rest of your lesson run more smoothly. On the EtaTeach website, we have thousands of questions on a variety of topics that you can use for your classes. Pick from the questions or take turns asking one another. There may be times when a student is unresponsive, creating silence in class. This more often occurs with younger learners who are pushed by their parents to take the class. It rarely happens with adult students because they tend to be more self-motivated and are probably spending their own money to have class. When a student remains quiet, it's up to your creative lessons to generate a response. Using props or flashcards really helps them focus, visualize and talk about the object. Besides organizing learning aids like vocabulary notebooks or timelines for verb tenses, here are some tips for increasing student talking time. Apply content and language integrated learning. Make it student centered. Use prompts or gestures to elicit vocabulary. Motivate, engage, entertain. Create grammatical awareness and employ task-based learning. Give them mini projects to complete. Employ a holistic approach to improve the student as individual. Produce and extend the language. Don't use the same question over and over again. Add follow-up 
questions. Recycle grammar. Encourage learners to notice language. And remember to bring personality or your background into the class. Building rapport between teacher and student is vitally important for them to buy into learning. Personalize your lessons. Teachers have the chance to customize each lesson to his or her student's needs and the possibility to target activities to a student's strengths or weaknesses is a huge plus. But the greatest benefits are for the student. It grants them the unique opportunity for intensive practice. If the student speaks for most of the lesson, he or she will make progress faster and the same goes for other skills. Still, the teacher is the one responsible for maximizing their time with the student. Visual materials work well in most one-to-one -one situations. Materials such as photographs, graphs, maps, pictures, and so on, provide a rich source of vocabulary and conversation and can be used by the teacher to focus on a particular structure. Maps and atlases are particularly useful as most people find them interesting and are ready to talk about places they have visited or would like to visit in the future. A sign of fluency in any language is being able to fully describe a situation or scene. Print out pictures or use images in a textbook. Rip out ads from magazines and have your student explain what's going on. You can ask follow-up questions to create a dialogue. During the first lesson, you establish the needs of your student. If their goals are work-related, to improve test scores or improving their general English communication, and the strengths and weaknesses. Use that information to create a curriculum for your student and build lessons that put them at the center point. If they feel that a lesson is valuable, they will be more engaged and motivated to improve, which is why they want you as a tutor in the first place. Another challenge is maintaining motivation. After initial progress, after the first few lessons, students may feel like they've reached a plateau. Their progress is less obvious to them because they don't have other students to compare themselves with. By keeping a record of what they have done, learned, achieved, they have physical evidence of improvement, which will keep their motivation high. You can have a list of vocabulary that they learn each week. Set up quizzes to help them gauge their levels and see what still needs to be worked on. Write short journals. It's a nice routine that can be done at the start of class about simple topics such as their week, hobbies, and current events, or at the end to review. Set measurable goals. Have a time-based plan for each lesson. Understanding what they will be working on in a time manner will help focus your students' attention. Be consistent. Make it a point to be patient, encouraging, and flexible during each session. Visual materials work well in most one-to-one -one situations. Materials such as photographs, maps, and pictures provide a rich source of vocabulary and conversation and can be used by the teacher to focus on a particular structure. I love asking my students to share a photograph from their phones. Then they have to explain the photo and I can engage in follow-up questions leading up to specific things we are working on in that lesson. Audio and video are also useful tools in the one-to-one -one classroom. Apart from providing the obvious listening skills benefits, they are also an opportunity for the student to hear different voices and accents and for the teacher to move out of the limelight 
As an alternative, try making the student responsible for the activity by giving them control of the audio or video. They will then pause or rewind when they need to do so, not when you think it's necessary. If possible, I would recommend going to your nearest bookstore and look for a workbook that suits your students' needs and has useful content inside. That way you don't need to create all your lessons from scratch and you have a book that you can work through. Give feedback. Many one-on-one -on -one lessons can develop into a pleasant chat that fills the entire lesson amazingly quickly. No doubt, this is useful fluency and listening practice for the student. And sometimes that's what they ask for. What it doesn't do, however, is deal with persistent errors or address weaknesses in grammar or vocabulary. Make it a regular practice to have a blank sheet of paper and note down any significant or persistent errors or obvious gaps in the student's language knowledge. Make one column to the left that shows mistakes they have made and a column to the right for corrections. This will enable you to spend 10 minutes or so at the end of the lesson focusing on these errors and where possible getting the student to self-correct. Students often appreciate this approach because it is very focused and deals precisely with errors they make. You can also use any gaps you notice as the basis for future lessons. Provide opportunities to succeed. While you should be working towards goals, you don't want to discourage your student by setting the bar too high. Every session should include exercises you know the student can complete successfully. From there, you can build on the lesson towards more complex exercises that may prove more challenging. If the student doesn't perform at the level you expect, don't give up. Repeat the exercise until he or she completes it correctly. When they do, he preys on the student for working through an obstacle. Spend time working on errors. They are a great opportunity to make substantial improvements. Homework. A lot of useful language work, both grammar and vocabulary based, can be prepared as homework and then checked in class. This gives you the opportunity to deal with any problems and the student can ask you to clarify any areas of difficulty. It may also be a more realistic approach to dealing with grammar on a one-to-one -one course than upfront teaching, followed by some form of controlled practice. Regular homework can also help give the course a coherent shape. End each session by looking forward to the next one. The end of a tutoring session doesn't mean the student is finished for the week. Make it clear that you expect them to prepare for your next session in the time you're apart. If there's any work that wasn't finished during the session, assign it as homework for the next meeting. If you have a fun activity planned for the next session, tell the student about it so that they have something to look forward to. Learners like homework if it adds value and teachers often forget how good a tool it can be. Use homework to get your learner to do things you wouldn't do in class. For example, extended writing, research, or more controlled practice. Exercises. Some exercises you can use with students include role plays, info gap exercises, skits. Be prepared to take on a different role as a teacher for pair work with the student. Dialogues based on real life situations such as work or everyday life. Provide authentic examples of language like articles or simulating real conversations. 
Focus on productive skills, writing and speaking and receptive skills like reading and listening. You can combine the skills through activities like diction or playing back conversations, two minute presentations, telephone calls, write emails as homework, do drills or games like you would in a group lesson. You can really help your student by participating as an equal partner in many of these activities. For example, if you ask the learner to give a two minute presentation, you should be prepared to do the same. When two people are together, they produce a dialogue, not separate monologues, which means that you, the teacher, have to interact, provide feedback, and make sure the conversation flows as smoothly as possible. By collaborating with your learners in these activities, you provide a language model and a model of how to interact when conversing in English. If you do this well, you may find that your lessons become more enjoyable conversations in which learning occurs. Here is a video with games and activities you can use when teaching one-on-one. -on -one.